tonight. This is Derek Harris. He's better known as D Harris on stage. He's an entertainer, singer, songwriter, MC, recording artist, a Marine veteran, and an entrepreneur. And you graduated from Musicians Institute with your degree in vocal technique, and you specialize in harmony and arrangements, stage presence, choreography. You sing with the Undercover Band. Um, lots and lots of years of experience singing. And um, you also uh, kind of marry your music and advocacy together. And I'd love to talk more about that. But tell me what you've been up to. What were you doing when all of this mess hit? And how did you transition into this new life we're living? Oh, boy, what a mouthful of things to tell you. So all when the things. pandemic hit, <laughs> definitely. When the pandemic hit, I was, I think that was what, maybe January, February, March. Um, I was teaching here at a school called Rockstars of Tomorrow in Norco. And I was also doing a lot of weddings, concerts, just doing, doing the normal musician things, touring around and boom, everything stopped. I mean, I lost everything within like two weeks, you know, which was really kind of a cool thing. It turned out to be a really good thing, although it's a bad thing for the country because it allowed me to really dig deep and figure out what I wanted to do with myself as far as music goes, what I wanted to do as far as a side business and a career, all things that I'm sure you're going to ask me about, so I don't want to run too fast. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I, I'm definitely familiar with that abrupt halt that we all experienced. So did the teaching stop for you too, or did you kind of, did you ha transition anything online right away or? Uh, yes, I did. I went through the culture shock of Zoom. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely Zoom singing uh, especially oh wow i mean the <laughs> delays so immediately after oh when the covid hit um i went to virtual so i think i was teaching about 50 students a week and that drastically went from 50 to about 15 wow 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 about 10, you know so then i had a faithful few but just the the, the learning curve that I had to go through just to really get my students to understand what it was like to be virtual. So yeah, I was teaching, but I, I had to make a way to make it happen, you know, and, and that was my avenue. So learning the internet and learning logic and learning how to use plugins uh, for certain things and students really was the answer for me, you know, really just digging deep, like I said, and figuring out what I wanted to do and how I was gonna make it, you know? Yeah, yeah, were you equipped? to switch virtual. I mean, there's kind of a, there's a setup required with that. And I was, um, I had some equipment available that I had kind of stuffed in a shelf <laughs> waiting to see the light of day, but were you set up to do that right away? Uh, oddly enough, yes. Yeah. So I feel like the universe was kind of like pitching for me years ago. So right. funny enough, I had my home studio set up, but I wasn't working on anything at home for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just basically, if somebody had a project they wanted me to work on, okay, I work on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I did, of course, you know, I held my end of the bargain, but I didn't do anything for me. So when the COVID hit, I was home and I was like, yeah, I got this computer, I've got this microphone, I've got this piano, I better go ahead and like really stick it to myself and really focus. I think because the biggest thing and the, the biggest issue that I had in the beginning um, was being at home yeah. all the time, you know, like, yeah. hi, I'm home and my box, here I go, <laughs> you know, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I have you done I any, uh, any projects from your home? 
recording? Yeah, actually, um, I have done some projects from home for my studio. So the band that I work with, Undercover Live, they were my first test run uh, with, you know, just recording like virtual things. So I did that with them. Um, uh, pardon me, I can't remember the name of the song that we did, uh, but if you want to check them out, it's undercoverlive.com, and they've got all their videos up there. And another lady, Vanessa Bryant, we did a really fun project uh, called Forever Your Girl. I don't know if you've ever heard that song before. Um, I'm Forever Your Girl, that one. Oh, she can sing, yeah. <laughs> Great voice. Um, yeah, that song. So we did that part, and I did the like you know, the, the singing part in it. It was really cool. It really allowed me to explore myself as far as a musician, as far as an on-screen actor without an audience there or anybody coaching me. Mm -hmm. So those are just two of the projects that I did. Um, I also worked on my solo project with a gentleman named Keith McKelly Williams. Uh, so it was a really cool thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and you've been doing some, um... You're back to doing some live stuff with him now, right? Doing a couple live streams or are you live streaming or are you just actually doing an in-person gig? Um, both, both, okay. both. Um, would you like to know the timeline of all these things? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so I work for a really gracious music school called Rockstars of Tomorrow. And that was the first place that Undercover Live, we were able to do a virtual show and maintain our business. So I did one virtual show with them um, and it was really cool. It was a new thing. Like I was at a rehearsal, a live rehearsal, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I did another project with a band called, uh, ooh. oh, I can't remember the name. I, I slipped for a second, pardon me. But um, <laughs> I did a project with them. But then I did a drive-in show, which was something that was really oh, cool. You know, um, and so the change for that was is people flash their lights and honk their horns for applause. Nice. So just just that change in me going through all these different shows and virtual shows, it really kind of broke me out of my shell of not really wanting to be on camera because I really wanted to do was just be on stage and be behind a microphone and maybe write, you know, compose and help others. But now it it pulled at my energy to become greater, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after now that you've kind of, it seems like you've kind of explored what some of those, um, you know, performance opportunities um, that are available to us, you know, doing uh, more of the virtual stuff and um, people are getting real creative with the drive-in um, performances. What do you, which one do you see taking off this year if we're not back to you know normal you know venue performances anytime soon which was your favorite i guess i should ask um so i have done some social distance live performances okay. um i've been fairly busy at a few places actually um so to say which ones do i enjoy the most mm, i enjoyed the driving experience the most yeah, yeah. that was my most favorite um it was a captive audience that we had. It was energy of my own and my bandmates, mm -hmm. uh, but it was also just the feeling of, I can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. But what do I see sticking around? Social distance shows. Yeah, yeah. And People that, need the energy. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, fewer people, just more space, pretty much. Yes, 
Yes, fewer people, more space. Now, some of these shows I have been quite surprised by because it's been a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but we've been we've been behind, you know, barriers, or we've been able to just um, wear our masks. I don't know if you've seen; they've got like these really weird long. Oh yeah. Masks. I've seen <laughs> Haven't wore those yet, but I wore I wore a regular mask on stage. So you know, I've had kind of a spin of being able to like test run every little spectrum of it. You know, but I, I do see live shows sticking around um, for a while. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, you, uh, you and I kind of um, perform in the same arena with doing corporate work and, and things like that. And um, it's been really interesting to see what the demand is for the virtual entertainment. And, um, you know, we're definitely getting calls for it, but it's just, it's just a whole nother arena that most of us never expected to be jumping into. So um, I went and saw a, a warehouse demo the other day of um, a production company that put up a full stage lighting, sound production and everything. And they have, you know, all the state of the art live streaming stuff. Um, and I asked, you know, what is, what is the demand for, you know, corporate event planners and, and everything really wanting this and how are they, um, how are they incorporating, uh, you know, live entertainment into these so that it's worth it. You know, I mean, you put a 10 piece band on a stage, that's a pricey arrangement and, um, you know, are people into it if it's, if it's virtual, um, are you, do you, are you hearing a lot of demand for, you know, events like that? Um, you know what? I haven't heard a lot of demand, but I did do one show like that just recently for um, a veterans company. And so basically what we did was we performed for their live stream for about an hour. It was like seven piece, six piece band. And it was cool, but I see that happening more and more often. Live streams happening with uh, conferences. Like I'm wondering what are they going to do with NAM when it comes time? Oh. I mean, what platform going to be like that? I mean, yeah. think about that, you know, so I wonder is everyone going to be home? Are they going to channel us out to studios? So mm -hmm. it's another really interesting aspect. Yeah, definitely is. Well, I'm definitely curious to see how all of that plays out. You know, there's a yeah. lot of really cool opportunities that are emerging. And so, you know, it's interesting just to kind of dip your foot in the pool of those. But anyway, I want to back up and hear more about your musical background. How did you, um, what was your musical upbringing and how did you get started in this business? Okay. Uh, in the business or just in music period? In music. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a musical family. Of course, I grew up in church in New Jersey. I was born there, moved to Hawaii when I was about 13 or 14. Um, so my parents were musicians. My sister sang in the choir. I sang in the choir. I was at church every night, so I had to be involved with it. Yeah. Um, but then I took a special love to it when I went to high school. Um, I stopped playing instruments, and I just focused on singing, singing, singing. It's just because it's something that spilled out to my heart. So fast forward a few years later, I went to the Marine Corps, and I had a, a staff sergeant. And he said, come here, Harris. And I said, what, what, what did I do now? And everybody was like, oh, you're in trouble. So he asked me, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, uh, I'm just trying to make money like everybody else, Staff Sergeant. He was like, you don't belong here. You should be out there in the world singing. That's what you should be doing. That's, wow. that's your gift, man. And the funny thing is, I don't know if the guy was telling me because he really liked me or he was telling me because, like, you know, 
whatever, whatever reason it was. So I took his advice. I left the military and I took a day off and went to the Musician Institute, took a tour, signed right up. I had the opportunity to go back to Hawaii, but I knew that this is where I wanted to grow roots and figure it out. So my first gig I got was doing this show called, uh, uh, pardon me, what is it? House Full of Toys with Stevie Wonder. And so I performed okay. with uh, Hollywood Pop Academy and we did a, a Heal the World, We Are the World, I'm sorry. And so it was really cool. And from there I made connections with so many different people. I was able to perform. Um, I even went and toured all around the world. I went to Lebanon, Jordan, Amsterdam, Germany. Mm -hmm. I'm touring doing my own music with this gentleman named Michelle Lebaki. He's a bass player over there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been exposed to being able to accomplish my dreams and my goals. And it's been because of music and my ambition to believe in myself mm -hmm. and to not let myself quit because it was somewhat fear-based. Like if I stop now and I don't continue this passion, this dream, this idea, am I going to feel sorry for myself? Mm -hmm. What stories am I going to tell my family, my friends? I'm like, because I can only tell military stories, but for so long before people are like, this guy is crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I so guess. definitely, I really just wanted a new story. And, I, and that's why I keep pursuing music. And that's why I keep marrying it every day. Love, rain, sleet or snow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you're also an entrepreneur. What, um, what are you getting into? business-wise? Uh, so, okay, so at, um, I joined a company called World Financial Group a couple years ago, um, working on helping families earn and save money uh, via insurance and uh, other investments. I kind of let it take a back seat um, because I, honestly, I just wasn't passionate about it. And I didn't feel good offering something like that to people that I wasn't super passionate about. Mm -hmm. So fast forward down the line, what I started doing was I started using my sociology degree to mentor children um, and teach them music and also give them musical therapy, you know, mm -hmm. at a really big rate. I teach a lot of students that have autism that are on the spectrum. And these happen to be my most, most valuable, interesting students, most talented, mm -hmm. you know, they're very, in th very involved in singing and rapping and writing their own music. So I decided, why don't I take this on as a business venture as a business career and just try to marry my degree with what I love and yeah. teach children, you know, and so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and just really teach them well and let them lead the way, not to be cliche or anything, but honestly, yeah. so that's my new my new venture right now. Just working as a as a child therapist, working on my credentials as well, my masters. So wow. life is cool. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's, um, is that a private practice uh, that you're teaching, teaching through, or is that through the school that you work with? Oh, both, 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 yeah. both. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Um, so tell me more about uh, the school that you work for. Do they, um, is it primarily vocal studies or is it all kinds of things are and are you primarily a vocalist or an instrumentalist too uh okay so uh short story but a long story and a good story so the school uh does not just teach vocals they specialize in guitar bass um computer programming studio wow. uh piano um 
stage performance. I think it's it's really an all around type of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't just teach vocals. I teach piano a little. I teach uh, performance. I teach theory, harmony. Yeah. Everything a good singer should have, huh? Yeah, yeah. But it's funny though, like I didn't play piano before, but I, I realized that, you know, after leaving MI, after learning piano there, I was like, man, you, you cannot give anyone a vocal lesson and not know how to play piano. Yeah. So I stuck myself in a room and I played all day, all day, all day, all day, you know, but not just because of me, not because of something that I wanted, but I wanted to give kids a quality lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to know that anything is possible if you work hard, you know, and with that, like, you know, I draw so much inspiration from the people that I see that want to accomplish their dreams. Yeah. You know, the people that haven't even reached 15 yet, you know, so that's where I get my, that's where I get my inspiration from some days. Yeah. That and being hungry and I want some more money. Yeah. Get that money rolling again. Sure. <laughs> you know what's so funny about the piano thing is I've had uh, so many singers on that have said the same thing that you know if they have one regret as a musician it's it's not having not learned piano or enough piano or focused on you know guitar work or anything like that and um, I definitely agree with that um, when you're your approach with um, piano, do you think that there are shortcuts to be had with piano and self-accompanying apart from, you know, learning piano from scratch, learning all your scales, learning all the theory behind it, learning, you know, classical into more, you know, contemporary styles or, you know, what do you, what do you think? Okay. So I do feel like there's a shortcut to everything. Mm-hmm. You could definitely take the shortcut and learn how to play a chord off of YouTube and learn how to play a song. But then you kind of suffer in the long run when you start to get around real musicians right. that are speaking to you in code. They're like, okay, come on the one. Okay, here's the four. And now here's the five. Okay, double. You're like, what? You know, so I think that a good balance of both is really great. Like get some theory in your life, understand what it is to play the piano, your hand gestures, you know, and then after you do that, really dig into the deepness of like, what kind of music do you want to play? You know, what do you want to sing? Is it going to make you happy to play folk music? Because there's a way to play that. Is it going to make you happy to play neo soul? Because there's a way to play that, you know, but I do feel like you need a balance between the two and you just shouldn't want to shortcut it because you sure change yourself, yeah. but there is a way. I mean, I know a lot of people that have done it. I've done it, you know, but it's just definitely better to go the long route and just learn it. Sure. And definitely when you start dipping into songwriting too, oh, um, yeah. you know, you, you've got so much more um, power in your hands, you know, to, to be creative and just, you know, think out all your concepts and kind of, um, you know, build them from there. But, right. and speaking of songwriting, you're a songwriter too. Yeah. Are you, have you been writing a lot since, uh, since COVID? I have actually, I have, I have. So I've been working with a couple of friends of mine. I'm um, like, I was saying a gentleman, his name is Keith McKelly. Uh, he's a saxophone player, really, really great guy. You should check him out. But we're working on an album right now, which is due to be released. That's him calling. That was him calling. Oh he's my like, God. Tell, tell them more about me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Keith is a great guy. He plays with um, he played with Larry Dunn of Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's played for the last few NAMs. Um, he's sponsored by a company. I want to say I think they're called. Uh, they're a little small company. I think it's Yamaha. Mm-hmm. And he plays that. I think something I've heard of them. The, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So he plays this thing called the E-Win Airphone, but he's a really great musician. I mean, it's amazing what he does. He's like from outer space. So we've been working on the album, some experimental stuff, you know, just really getting out of the realm of everything that we've been taught is the right thing or somebody else's thing. We just want to do our thing, yeah. you know. Um, and then another gentleman that I've been working with, his name is Gabe Rosales, really renowned bass player. He used to play with Jennifer Lopez. Um, so we've been working on the project as well. Some It's, it's kind of a bluesy feel, mm-hmm. kind of a bluesy rock thing, R&B slash, but... Yeah, those are the things that I've been doing, working, writing, just trying to maintain myself and build and grow, you know. Yeah. Do you have any experience releasing music online? Have you done any of the distribution platforms or anything like that? Or has it always been your practice to kind of write the music and then sell it in person? Um, so I've done a little bit of both. I haven't been doing any releasing online uh, as of lately, so I don't want to act like I have been, but I do have uh, people that have been doing it for me mm-hmm. um, and been teaching me the way of doing that. And I won't, I won't like make anything up and say that I have been, and you know, I just want to be as genuine as possible. Mm-hmm. So no, I haven't been doing a lot of that, but I have been selling music online. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I really wasn't that interested in doing my own work before. I was just really interested in singing and making money, which is one of the reasons why I didn't produce my own music online. I just didn't, I didn't have it in me. I wasn't passionate about it. So now that this new wave has come about, you know, um, I've been pushing more towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Being in the um, cover music, do you find that as singers, if we get really involved in the cover scene, that we're going to go one way or another with it. And do you think that's a good thing to choose one path over like, say, say choosing the working professional singer path versus the artist path? Um, I think that the person should choose their path that makes them happiest. Yeah. That they're most comfortable with in the morning when they wake up and at night. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I chose the path of being a working musician and it turned out to be what I wanted. But in the end, after COVID, I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't know that this was what I wanted. You know, I didn't, <laughs> you know. Um, but I really feel like the path to take is the one that's going to make you happiest. And I was happy entertaining crowds, singing songs that I loved, and, and even doing my own songs, you know. But I think that when a person wakes up in the morning and they can look at themselves in the mirror and they can say, you know what, I'm happy writing my own music, doing my own music, even though I'm not making any money mm-hmm. and vice versa, you yeah. know, because I kind of walk both roads and it really just depends on the person. And, and just personally speaking, I wouldn't change anything about what I've done because it's made me such a better musician. And I, I want to do it for myself. Yeah. Like I want to write music for myself. I want to appreciate it myself. And, and I want others to enjoy it. And other people don't feel that way. You know, some people are really, really just, they don't, I don't know what they feel and I'm not going to act like I do, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> but it just really. I love I love that answer. And I totally agree with you, too. I think it is. It's just it's a personal choice. And I, I mean, I see the benefit of going down, um, you know, purely the artistic route versus, you know, the working singer route. But the way I've always felt is that uh, when you get involved in um, cover music too, the sheer uh, quantity of work that you do and the, the hours logged on stage and the, the mistakes, the, you know, lessons learned and everything will only make you a stronger artist if ultimately, you know, you decide to go down that path too. So I think there's, there's no right answer. You know? Definitely. Definitely. Now, I think like if in the beginning, when I first got here to LA, I had, wow. So sorry. <laughs> I had no clue as to what I really wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I wanted to sing and I didn't have great direction at MI. I just had direction of, hey, if you want to sing this gig, you got this gig, you know, you can do it. But I feel like it is very easy to get stuck as a gig singer as a yeah. gig i mean because you can find some companies that pay you really well and take you all over the world doing what you do and it can be like well this this is great you know but in that realm you still will be working for people and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it you still will be working for people and you still will not have the opportunity to be really what you are deep down inside mm -hmm. you know really finding that 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 new oomph on stage, you know, and I'm talking about it because I'm reliving it, relearning what that feeling is and what that vibe is outside of just singing gigs. And you're right. I mean, wow. Just think about it. The, the many, many hours on stage, the many, many stages, you know, a lot of stages you forget, you forget where you are, you forget who you are if you get lost in it. And I mean, that can go both routes as an artist and as a gig singer, you know, so I think it's just really being grounded and really understanding what you are, who you are. And that might come later down the line, but having some sort of plan is much better than just jumping into singing anything. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that for sure. So you're, you are doing some gigging right now, um, but if, if I'm hearing you right, not at the frequency that you were before, you know, doing not at all. The, uh, corporate work what are you missing the most about it right now i miss my friends yeah yeah i miss being on stage with my friends i mean I honestly look this is how i feel i grew up not that rich in fact we were kind of broke but i had a lot of love so that's my drug that i overdose on you dig and and being on stage next to people that understand me musically but also understand me as a person. Yeah. It's a whole new vibe in a relationship. Um, and I mean, outside of my bandmates, I miss seeing people jumping around and dancing and going nuts, losing their minds. I miss seeing people at weddings slipping and falling and saying the craziest <laughs> things ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I miss green room talks. Yes. You know what I mean? I miss, yeah. I miss uh, corporate dinners, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, <laughs> all these things, all these things that we slightly took for granted. But when we got to the gig, if they weren't there, I'm like, man, we don't have no green room. Uh -huh. You know, <laughs> I miss dressing up. Oh, yeah. 
I miss, I miss trying to put my makeup on in 15 minutes and <laughs> all the things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, I dressed up, you know, I dressed up for zoom. So I like, I, I was dressed from the neck up today. I've got all my clothes and my shoes. Oh, you look yeah. great. Thanks for dressing Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. So now that, you know, we are where we're at, um, what do you wish you knew then that you know now, having lived through these, gosh, what are we on, seven, eight months now in this situation? Is there something you would have done differently or something you would have prepared? If I knew then what I know now, or if I knew now what I knew then? If you knew then what you know now. Then what I know now is there something I would have prepared. Different? If you'd known, if you'd known back in March that we'd be in this insanely long stretch of not working at the frequency that we're accustomed to, mm. I would have saved a lot mm. more money. <laughs> I would have not taken certain gigs and certain people for granted. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have taken vacations for granted. I would have taken more vacations, in fact. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's such a hard question to answer because I'm so forward thinking, like I'm always thinking of how can we fix this of what was passed? Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm thinking in the business sense, I would have invested on a whole lot of N95 masks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't have I, I there's just so many things to do differently, but I'm happy with the way that things are now. You know, I, I've lost some friends due to the COVID. Mm. I have changed a great deal. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's good to be alive, you know, friend. Yeah. It's good to be alive and good to have the opportunities to be able to meet with people like you, you know, and still have my students and still be able to respect myself as a musician, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with you on that for sure. Um, so speaking of your forward thinking, as you're kind of looking down the road and making your uh, plans for 2021, what are you seeing in your future? What, um, what steps are you going to be taking? I will be taking steps to provide more opportunities for musicians to work. Yeah. Since I've had the ability to be able to, and I don't want to tell all my business plans, but I'll tell you something. <laughs> Since I've had the ability to be able to be in every arena of COVID singing, I want to be able to book individuals now at a really safe rate, you know, and bring my safety experience from the Marine Corps, as well as my safety experience from traveling around the world and be able to provide a nice environment for people to still enjoy music. You know, I'm still planning, still working with my partners on figuring out what that next avenue is. But in 2021, um, definitely have more of my own music released, mm -hmm. you know, with my name, my face on it, something that I can be extra proud of, do more interviews like this, and then still travel, you know, still travel the world and see my friends and my family and make new friends and make new family members, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan. It sounds like you're diversifying. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. And I think 
if I had known then what I know now, that would have been my game plan. It would have been to really um, be involved with more things, you know, more things that um, could be lucrative, could be creative and everything. I mean, I absolutely, you know, love what I was doing before all of this, um, you know, and I wouldn't change that. But I, I think, uh, I think that's something that entertainers should consider going forward is just, you know, making sure you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and just, you know, trying to, um, like you said, save money too. That was a yeah. big thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's actually, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. No, That's the reason why I became a gig singer, you know, outside of gigging uh, back in like 2008, 2009, 2010, like I had other jobs that I was doing mm -hmm. because I always learned that you need seven streams of income, like really just to make it happen. I mean, I'm, I, my family lives in Hawaii and the other majority of my family is out of state. So I'm the only Harris in this state that's of my kin. Okay. So being here, like I had to find different avenues and that's something like singer survival that they should be, they should teach this. Now, mm -hmm. what do you have to do? Like you, being a musician sometimes means doing a lot of odd jobs when you don't want to, yeah. but I just had to figure out how to stay in the arena of music in some way, some shape, form or fashion. And I've just been so blessed to be able to find and make good friends and make positive relationships with people that I was able to get and diversify get in and diversify um, my, my life and my career, you know, mm -hmm. that's the yeah. big thing, the more people, you know, and, you know, you just can't stick to one thing. You got to learn and grow and reach out, mm -hmm. you know, let's do, let's do something on the fly here. Let's sure. try to name as many streams of income that a singer can make down every Ooh. avenue that you can think of down every avenue a singer can make money okay a singer can do bar gigs mm -hmm. a singer can do uh valentine's uh what do you call those a valentine's? singing telegram singing telegrams <laughs> uh a singer can also do nowadays uh virtual shows yeah singer can do studio sessions voiceovers, background singing. Um, mm -hmm. If a singer is very smart, they'll do a lot of corporate gigs. Corporate gigs. Um, wedding if a gigs. singer, yes, wedding gigs. Um, church music. Church music, definitely. I've done a lot of church music. Um, how about you? What else can a singer do? A singer can... A singer can... I'm trying to think of avenues uh, that involve money. Definitely, I think online session work is probably, you know, a stream of income that a lot of singers don't know too much about. Let's see, there's uh, distributing your own music, of course, making a few bucks off your own songs, um, sync licensing. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Singer can teach. A singer can teach, yes. But a singer to teach, you got to have to understand what you're doing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and understand people. Understand people for the most part. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
think I, I, I know that there is some money to be had in ensemble singing. You could sing in a caroling group. Yes, Disneyland's got a lot of those. Yeah. You can sing you could sing at Disneyland as a Disney singer. You could sing as a Disney singer, right? You can also sing at theme parks uh, such as Six Flags. Uh-huh. Um singer can sing on Broadway whenever it gets back. Mm-hmm. Singer can do plays. Yeah. Um it's I think it's it's preferred that a singer can do a play because you have to do two things, you have to emote on stage. So that's kind of a natural thing if you're used to something like that mm. a singer but it's could, hard what's what's the word i'm looking for is it bus is it busking is when you you know play out on the street for money you know oh yeah is that what is, is that the word <laughs> i'm saying I, it right i honestly didn't know that there was a term for it yeah well, all, all the musicians watching are gonna bust me big time for that if i Subway use the wrong word <laughs> oh my gosh trying to think if there's any new avenues i'm gonna be mm. so sad if i think of like five to ten of them after we hang up we will we will think of them i, I bet it will, another topic will come up and it'll be oh, singer ken yeah oh sarah ingram is watching sarah tell us some more avenues that a singer can make money <laughs> see if she can answer <laughs> yeah well Anyway, I'm so, you know, I appreciate so much that you're a forward thinker and that you're really, really positive because um, I think that we're in a stage um, where obviously this has dragged out a lot longer than most of us had anticipated. And in our community, um, there's some suffering going on. You know, there's some, um, you know, emotional pain, there's financial pain. And I think, um, and it's fully, you know, understandable and normal for everybody to be going through those emotions and everything. But um, I think the more, uh, the more people in our community, we have like you that are, you know, voices of hope and, and positivity, you know, the better. Um, Sarah says she just got done teaching, so she's out of ideas for us. <laughs> uh, join the club. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, what what's your final message to our community of singers and musicians out there? What do you want them to know right now? Listen, it looks odd when a singer has a frown or when a musician is sad, but also it's healthy because we get to experience our inner peace and our inner pain. But I want you to know that it's okay if you keep on going and discover yourself. Mm. It's okay if you find a new avenue and you decide that you've, you've got the intestinal fortitude to be more than what you are. I'm positive because it's so easy to be negative and quit. Yeah. You know, and, and I just never want to put myself in that place. And I want you to know that I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I grew up without a father, not by choice. You know, he had cancer. And one thing he always taught me was, is if you love something, go after it. Make sure it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's rational. 
Make sure it's logical. Make sure it's reasonable for your spirit, for your energy. And if you don't believe that you have a spirit, believe in somebody else's spirit and chase after that. Chase something greater than yourself. And whatever you do, stay hungry. I love that message. That's great. That makes me feel good. Um, Where can everybody find uh, you on the socials? What's your main platform? So my main platform that I love to dig into is Instagram. So that's dharrismusic at Instagram.com and then uh, Facebook. Okay, cool. And any shows coming up? You know, I don't have any shows that are booked for the rest of the year. And I don't know why. Is it COVID? It's okay. I feel you. I feel you very hard on that. (laughs) However, however, comma, I am working on a podcast right now. So I will be putting up some clips of that on my Instagram page. So people look out for it. It's going to be myself and Keith McKelly. We're going to be bringing some people on. Love to have you on the show. I think it'll be really great. So that's another one of my ventures that I'm putting out there. Oh, a singer can do a podcast. A singer can do a podcast. Yes. They can do a live Facebook interview show. <laughs> yes. Look at you. Go, girl. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Derek, for taking the time to come and talk with me tonight. It's really good chatting with you. And again, I just I love your spirit. I really do. It was really Thank nice you. to talk with you.